Welcome to As A Creator, the podcast that dives deep into the minds and stories of the top content creators on Instagram and TikTok. I'm your host, Charlotte Trucarton. I'm a TikTok creator and owner of Tar Charms Water Bottle Accessories, and I'm thrilled to be here with you. Today we're talking to Brooke Wilczewski. Brooke is the community and marketing lead at Quinn. Quinn is an audio erotica app and website that has, well, erotic audio. And I was so interested in how they're going about their marketing on both TikTok and Instagram. Now, a little preview. In this episode, we talk a little bit about how Brooke got into the position at Quinn and really what her role encompasses. Now, the most shocking part, they post 15 videos a day on TikTok. Yes, you heard that right, one five, 15 videos. So stay tuned to hear how they strategize for this, how she's filming so much content every single day, and some of the tools that they use to make sure that they're successful. Feel free to check out at TryQuinn on Instagram and TikTok. You'll see that on their TikTok, they have over 300,000 followers. And on their Instagram, they have about 160,000 followers. It's super impressive to me what they're doing. A majority of their growth has come from all of their organic content and posting. So I hope you learn as much from this episode as I did. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Char Charms. Char Charms sells the cutest water bottle accessories. So if you love your water bottle or you know someone who loves their water bottle, you should definitely get some Char Charms. Go check out the cutest water bottle accessories at charcharms.com. Brooke, welcome to As a Creator. It is great to have you on. Hi, it is so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get to talk with you all, all things Quinn and marketing today. Yes, of course. So Brooke, I'm specifically really excited to talk to you because you are on the marketing team at a actual company, right? Quinn. And it's totally different when you're working for a business doing their marketing than like being an independent influencer and content creator because you have to, you know, like work with other people and you have to make sure that everything is approved especially because this is audio erotica right so there's like a whole different ball game when it comes to working at quinn but why don't we start with like the early part of your journey and you know can you just tell me a little bit about why you started at quinn and what your role looks like there yeah absolutely so i always think it's a funny story of how i started working at quinn because i was studying for the mcat um, at Wisconsin, I was majoring in gender and women's studies and sociology, and my focus had always been sexual wellness, pleasure advocacy, all in those spaces. But I was very interested in helping people in a physical sense when it comes to medical studies, or potentially if I didn't decide to go to medical school, then maybe veering into like law and activism. So marketing wasn't necessarily something that I saw myself doing immediately per se. I had been working with Bumble a little bit. So I got a slight insight into that. And then before my junior year, I was flown out to Austin by Bumble with a few other community leaders that helped to oversee a bunch of the campuses in Bumble's college program. And I wound up winning a marketing competition with my team at the what we called B-Treat when some of the higher ranking people in the Bumble Honey program were then called out to a bit of a leadership conference. So it was something that I was then like, hmm, I can explore all of my interests in one place, have these awesome conversations, create a community, but I don't have to go to law school and I don't have to go to medical school. So it was something that I then realized that, you know what, this isn't something that I want if that is going to medical school. I 
didn't want to wake up one morning and regret spending 12 years in school doing something that I myself wasn't inherently, inherently passionate about. So the next day I had sold my MCAT textbooks. And of course, I'm sure some people will recognize the name, The College Club. Um, I was at a bar in Wisconsin with my friends and I was scrolling through TikTok and then I came across Caroline's video. It was her video, one of the first uber, uber viral videos we had in October of 2021. And she was discussing her own journey with founding the app from, you know, working through her eating disorder, working through her own sexual functioning issues to really find a space in audio erotica where she felt seen, she felt heard, and her and all of her friends were raving about it and looking for a place where they could continue to access this content in an ethical and inspiring way. And then from there, she dropped out of Stanford and Quinn was born. So that being said, I saw the video and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to work for her no matter what. So I sent her probably an essay, novel, thesis, whatever you want to call it, on Instagram DMs to her directly and sent her my resume, sent her, I will work for free. I will do literally anything that you need. You know, I myself had some experiences that led me to be very interested in this space. And so she actually was like, I don't really know what stood out so much about your message. I get hundreds of these a day. And this was even when we just had 10,000 followers. So very different place than we were at then than we are right now, which is amazing to see our growth. But we wound up having a call the next day. I started as an intern. Um, from there, when I graduated, I had been taking on a little bit more of community management and content creation role. And then as I was applying to other jobs, I was too scared to ask Caroline for a full-time position. So I was also applying elsewhere. And she had reached out to me and was like, hey, we have this position open. We have a lot of applications, but I think you're the best fit. Do you want the job? And I was like, absolutely, I do. So um, that is a very long-winded version of how I came into working at Quinn. Um, but it definitely wasn't necessarily intentional, which I always think is really interesting for people who may be interested in this field, but may not know exactly where to begin if their resume kind of states otherwise. Yeah, that's really interesting story how like you were kind of like law medical school and then you ended up right as this community and marketing lead. So is that what you first started in at Quinn? Yeah, so it's just been a change of title, but the role has pretty much been the same. Um, I started as the head of marketing and then, you know, developed a little bit more into kind of being the voice of our community. Um, when it comes to advocating for them, helping with projects, you know, creating and posting content that they relate to and identify with, as well as helping Caroline making sure that, you know, Quinn is going the direction that we want. It's been amazing to work with her. And, you know, hopefully we have a very, 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 very long future ahead of us together. <laughs> yes, of course. So tell me a little bit more about your day-to-day -day role as the community marketing lead and like what you're doing, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, so it's always a bit different, which is why I love part of the reason, you know, medical school seemed like the better option than law school for me was my mom always joked that I just wouldn't make it if I had a desk job. And that was something I always kind of clung on to is because I'm somebody that likes to have 
my hand in a bit of everything. So being at a startup really seems like such a natural good position for somebody like me. Um, so we're always doing something different, but in terms of like a day-to-day routine, generally I'll wake up. First thing I'll do is review content that has been submitted to me the night before from myself and my team member, Jazz, who is incredible. Um, and we will create a social schedule for the day. Everything pretty much happens in real time, which I think is something that's unique with our team, especially because we're so intentional about keeping our team so small, which allows us to have a bit more flexibility without that gap time from getting approvals and consulting lawyers and, you know, things like that, that sometimes are a necessity for larger companies, you know, such as Bumble. Um, But yeah, so we'll make the social schedule. Of course, we're monitoring comments. We're monitoring everything that we're being tagged in conversation pieces, what's going on in pop culture, what are the new audios that are coming out from our creators this week, what has our community been really responding to across our TikTok and our Instagram and all of those awesome social media channels. And then from there, usually we spend two, three, maybe four hours a day creating content because we publish upwards of 15 videos a day. Um, and then from there, again, it's, you know, monitoring emails, building connections. I have the privilege of working with amazing influencers and marketing teams at other companies to help build partnerships. So those are the more um, sporadic type interactions that'll also be added into the day-to-day schedule, of course. Amazing. Okay. Before we even move forward, 15 videos a day, you need to break this down for me. Yeah, it's a lot. It may seem like a lot, but something that's really awesome about TikTok is that each video is assessed individually. And the algorithm, I'm sure as a lot of influencers have come on here and talked about themselves, is very, very uncertain, um, especially now as you know, TikTok is changing and it's an entity that it seems to be much more fluid than it is solid, where we never really know exactly what is coming next. So being able to adapt to that and provide our users and our followers with something that is valuable to them and also is valuable to the algorithm and gets us on more for you pages is something that is a bit of a challenge. So that's why we always make sure we have such a variety of content with us. You know, you'll see audio reactions, you'll see trends, duets, stitches, You'll see a mixture of pulling quotes from our audios or listening to Quint in funny places or responding to comments. So being able to pace out those videos about 30 minutes apart really just gives us a way to anchor into the algorithm and hit the algorithm with everything we have each day. Are you guys creating 15 new pieces of content each day? Or do you mean like you're posting like five videos on Instagram and then you're posting those five on TikTok and then also posting those five on YouTube? Like how is that broken up between the different platforms? Because you're not posting 15 times a day on Instagram, right? We are posting about 15 times a day on TikTok. Okay, so so TikTok, yeah. Yeah, so TikTok. So TikTok is the big one. Um, We are very rare in terms of a startup and acquisition of users where we are about 90% organic growth. And that is super, super rare. You're going to see companies dumping money into Instagram ads, which again, everybody has a different strategy, but what we found works best for our users and our listeners and what connects both to them is being able to build that organic desire and organic connection and form those 
relationships through word of mouth, through social media, through relating to people as people and maintaining that humanity, even though we're through a screen. Um, so from there with the TikTok videos, then we'll decide, you know, Instagram is very different than TikTok. YouTube shorts is very different than Instagram and TikTok. So from there, we'll then strategize, okay, are we going to then film individual videos for Instagram reels that are strategized for Instagram reels? And then do the same with TikTok and YouTube shorts? Or do we have videos we posted on TikTok that we think would also be successful on these other platforms as well? So it really just depends on the day. But um, TikTok is where we kind of draw a lot of our inspiration, especially at the beginning stages. But we have an amazing um, contracted Instagram team, Fahrenheit Agency out of New York, that we work with um, to you know, help strategize and kind of fill in some gaps with their expertise in Instagram as well. Gotcha. So tell me about what they're doing to help you guys. Like, are you making all 15 videos every single day or who's making those videos on a daily basis? Yeah. So generally when I'm filming, I will film likely about four days a week. Sometimes I'll try to give myself a day off just to edit and strategize and, you know, take in the algorithm, take in some new videos, which is fun just to sit and scroll. Um, <laughs> but I generally will film between 10 and 20 videos each of those days. I have an amazing team member that um, her name is Jazz. She is also an influencer herself for her own page, but has become a very um, intertwined part of our team at Quinn as well and is an amazing, amazing human to work with. Caroline also will film a bit on top of her myriad of millions of things she's also doing for Quinn. Um, so we really try to vary it. I tend to take on the bulk of the content. Um, Jazz will post about two videos a day. Caroline will sometimes sprinkle between one and three in there. And then we also have two other content creators who will about once a week, once every other week, post between one and two videos. So the bulk of the content that we count within that daily 15 is coming from me. And then we have Jazz with two videos. And then usually Caroline will add in either if we just did a shoot like we did with our creator roundtable, one of those videos will then be posted. And then Caroline herself may do a comment response or a... Um, you know, recommendation of audios or some type of founder content as well for another one or two videos on top of that. But definitely varies each day. <laughs> Would you say that your role is primarily creating content? Yeah, I, you know, creating content, I think people look at in the marketing world and it's starting to change, but people are looking at it as definitely a value add, but not, I feel like sometimes a legitimate you know, way of doing business. But I think more and more so we're leaning into the idea of content creation as networking, as PR, as building human connection. So the bulk of my time is spent creating content, but through that creation of content, we're building relationships with our users. Through that creation of content, we're creating buzz about new audios and new series we're releasing or upcoming projects that we want to start to tease towards our audiences. And through that content creation, we're doing everything that, you know, uh, what some, um, you know, whether it be boomers or, uh, you know, millennials may consider formal marketing teams are doing. We're doing that through an organic connection with our audience, which is content creation. 
And now a quick thank you to our sponsor, Char Charms. Char Charms sells the cutest water bottle accessories. So if you know someone that's obsessed with their water bottle, you should probably get them some Char Charms. Go check out Char Charms at charcharms.com. Right. It's it's crazy to me that just you yourself are making, you know, anywhere between eight to 15 videos a day because I've talked to business owners and I've talked to companies that are hiring for TikTok people, right? And like their expectations are nowhere even close to 10 to 20 videos a day, right? Like they're maybe yeah. thinking like one video a day, two videos a day. So why is it that like you're able to perform at that level and like create just such a high volume because even if i was to hire a TikToker for char charms like i don't even think i would ask for 10 videos a day like that just seems like a crazy high volume so i think for people listening like if you're shocked at this i am too um and <laughs> i feel like that's really shocking for me when i started realizing how many i was creating as well it's tough i'm not gonna lie you know keeping those videos fresh keeping those videos new um, but I get inspiration from all different places. I think, you know, what people who are individual TikTok creators will have as their buckets of content will be like a get ready with me or a get dressed with me or, you know, for char charms, like create this charm stack with me in a super fun and organic way. But, um, you know, what we notice is especially at Quinn, our users are listening to Quinn 24 seven. The TikTok algorithm is all over the place. So being able to look at it instead of a, I am a hired person for Quinn. I myself was a user before I was hired. I myself was, you know, influenced through Caroline's story to want to become a part of this company. So being able to pull on that and just think a little bit more as a user rather than a creator is where I have at least been able to justify the volume of TikToks that we're producing. Because for each, you know, let's say between six and 10 videos that I myself am posting a day, um, there's another 15 that we don't use. Yeah. So it's really being able to, you know, figure out how me as a user will want to, you know, understand Quinn, understand what we have to offer and just think of it as me getting to know people. Like people on Quinn know me as Brooke. They know my name, they know where I'm from, they know what I do, but they also see me as an ally and they understand the agency that they have as a Quinn user to utilize a platform, create a community of like-minded individuals that are looking for high quality, ethical, spicy content. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and really being able to you know, hone in on that and them seeing me as an ally and not just this omniscient presence totally. is something that, you know, motivates me and keeps me going as well. Totally. Gotcha. Well, kudos to you, girlfriend, because <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, but I'm going to have to like deep dive onto your TikTok even more and like share this story with as many people as I know, because it's very unique. Um, and I think a lot of companies are not like this, but I, I want to hear a little bit about how your team works in like a team setting, right? So like, I'm a very small version in terms of a startup compared to Quinn, but yeah. I think just selfishly, I'd love to hear about, you know, how do you and Jazz and Caroline all work together 
together to create and plan those marketing days and like plan out the social strategies for the day or for the week like what's the mindset that's going into that in those like early morning meetings when you're planning on like what are you doing and then trying to plan for okay big things that are coming up how do you guys work together on that yeah there's a lot of different facets that go into the way that we function i think First and foremost is we're very intentional about who we hire at Quinn. Our interview process is long and it's beneficial for us to make sure that we're getting the right person for the job, not only who's qualified and skilled at what they do, but is also the right person for our team who's going to be with us for the long haul. And that's something that I tell Caroline all the time is I'm like, the only way that I will leave Quinn is if you ask me to leave, which hopefully you never do. Um... She and I, you know, I always describe Caroline as my friend, my sister, my mentor, my boss, and everything in between. So having that close-knit relationship, um, you know, with our team in personal and professional settings are also a way that, you know, we want to make sure that we are hiring somebody that's going to fit into that dynamic really well. So we're always talking constantly, whether it's Slack or text message or email or Zoom calls about what's going on in the world. We're always sending each other TikToks. We're always sending each other tweets. We're always sending each other articles and ways that we can enrich our own knowledge about what people are talking about and how they're reacting to our content. Uh, we're always strategizing. I know I joke that I can never go on social media anymore because every time I look at it, it's a job which isn't a bad thing because, again, I'm somebody that likes to full my, throw my full person into whatever I'm doing. And Quinn is my life and Quinn is also my job. And it's just for me personally, again, it's a beautiful way that I choose to live. And that gives me amazing flexibility to travel and work at the same time and all that good stuff. So for anybody listening that's worried about work-life balance, I promise you we're all good over here. Um, and I absolutely love everything that I do. But um, we always are in constant communication and we have that trust and that respect built with our close knit team that, you know, somebody needs to take a day off or has a doctor's appointment or therapy or something like that. We'll make sure that we work the schedule around them. And, you know, again, with the actor strike and the writer strike and everything going on with some of the talent that, you know, we work with and are so fortunate to get to work with some SAG affiliated talent. Um, as well as other unions and other incredible individuals. Um, making Some things do happen a little bit last minute. So being as flexible as we can and me texting my boyfriend, hey, can you watch Beatrice? I have to fly to LA in five days. Yeah. So being able to, um, you know, be flexible, being able to stay highly engaged and have, you know, Quinn at the top of mind, of course, within balance and within limits to keep yourself and your mind happy and healthy. Um, but also being very intentional about who we hire really helps us maintain that positive flow that allows us to produce not only the volume of what we're creating, but also the quality. Are you guys using any scheduling apps? So we've considered it, but honestly, what works best for us is working in the Google suite. So having, I love, love, love a good spreadsheet. I absolutely hate Excel, but Google Sheets is something that is like my new love language, um, especially over the last, you know, two years I've been with Quinn, being able to see things written out in columns um, has been super helpful. I actually plan all of our TikTok social calendar in a table on a Google Doc. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. 
So a lot of people will use like, you know, more professional paid mediums, but what works best for our team is having that Google table where we can easily go in, easily delete, easily move things yeah. around, easily approve by just highlighting it or changing a caption um, and typing directly into the document. So it works for us. So if you haven't tried creating a table in Google Docs, it might just be a simple, cheap solution that helps you and your team function better. <laughs> I am personally a Google person also, and yes. I just can't get on board with any of the current scheduling apps. Like they're too complicated to even set up. Like it's not worth it um, unless you're managing like a thousand different pieces of creative Then like maybe. Oh, yeah. But I think for a smaller team, Google Sheets, it works like Google Sheets oh, or Google Docs. Like I personally love it also. So I'm glad to hear yes. that you guys are also on that wave. Oh, totally. And, you know, everything works differently for different teams. And um, I know we've been recommended a lot of different scheduling apps so we can schedule posts to go live without thinking about it and stuff like that. But I've had um, some worry that it won't go as planned yeah. or we won't monitor it as closely. And we're a very hands-on team, which again is why we're so intentional about who we hire, how we hire, when we hire, what we hire. Mm -hmm. um, so having that at the top of our mind is, um, you know, really, really kind of feeds into needing that flexibility that Google Docs is just such an underrated tool for. One more question on the Google Docs. Yes. Diving, diving one level deeper, can you walk me through what do the columns, like what are the columns in your Google Docs? Like, are you breaking it down by TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and then like by day or how are you doing that? Because like, I kind of want to steal the strategy. So I'd love to hear it. <laughs> totally. I'm happy to help everyone out. I love it. So mine is really simple. Um, I have four columns. So column one is time. This is all for just TikTok. So column one is time. Column two is um, TikTok has a handy little save button at the bottom of the utilities on the right hand side of your video. So I click save and I download it to a Google Drive. And then I'll put the link from the Google Drive in the second column. So you have the time that the video is to be posted on TikTok, then you have the link. And then next to it, I'll write the text on the video. So all of the copy and then the caption that I am thinking of using for the video as well as any tags or anything like that that will include with that. So then I can easily just copy and paste it into the app. And then inherently, we're also having an editing spelling grammar check by our team also looking over it and having it so easily accessible without, you know, clicking on the video or anything like that. And then so that'll be column three. And then column four is feedback. So whether it's something as simple as writing ha 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 ha, this is hilarious. And then you get that positive reinforcement from our team of being like, okay, this totally resonated. Or if it's like, hey, like, let's hold this video for another day. I want to check out if we can think about it in a different way. Then that will just be what that fourth column is used for. So that is just for TikTok. Um, for Instagram, we use Google Sheets for strategy for Reels where you know we'll have our Instagram team at Fahrenheit, they'll pull us reels that they recommend us to either recreate or take inspiration from. And then we'll kind of, they'll put the link of the reel in there. Sometimes there's an associated sound that has been pulled from TikTok. So then they'll have another column for the TikTok sound. They'll have proposed copy. And then once I get a chance to film it or Caroline gets a chance to film it because she and I are the ones that are really filming from reels, 
then it'll be um, a video with text so they can see what their proposed text looks like on the video and then the saved video without text. So then if we don't like the text once we see the final product, of course they have another option where they can change the text. Of course, we always do sometimes pull videos, you know, directly from TikTok to then be post on Reels. But in terms of organization, that's at least how it's broken down. I love it. Thank you so yes, much. It's so okay. Simple. It's so simple. I think people are going to get so much value from that, including myself. But one caveat to that is like, if you're saving from TikTok the link, like that means the video is already posted. No, not necessarily. So this is actually a new update with TikTok where on the side of your video, let me see if I can pull up a quick example so I can show you visually and try to describe it as well as I can. Is it like on your so, drafts? Yeah. So if you go into your drafts before you post it, like this is a video I'm editing, right? Okay. So then if you click the little down button and you scroll down here, you see save. Okay, wait, I'm so going I, to my drafts right now. Okay, so profile, draft. I'm in my draft, and then I'm on the side. Oh, my God, save. Yeah, so that, unfortunately, won't allow you to edit it in a software like Splice, where you'll have to post it and then download it via SnapTick, you know, without the watermarks, um, and then put it into Splice with that version. But if you want to upload it to Google Docs, if you want, or if you want to upload it to Google Drive, if you want to upload it to YouTube Shorts, if you want to upload it to Instagram, that little save button will get you a high resolution copy of your video without watermarks. Gotcha. So I just saved it. So now it's going to be in my camera roll. And now I yep. can now I can upload it to the Google Sheet. Yeah, and it won't have any it won't have any watermarks or anything. So it is a bit of a hack, but you do have to save it from your drafts. Yeah, but it is something that I use, especially for first drafts of videos where I just want Caroline to see like, hey, like, you know, this is what I'm thinking, then um, it's a really great editing tool to do something quickly without having to jump through a million hoops. Oh, my God, Brooke, this is awesome. I'm definitely going to use this. Thank you. I just Absolutely. learned so much. <laughs> yes. Okay, awesome. Well, Brooke, I want to kind of wrap up, you know, this podcast by talking a little bit about what you've learned personally from being this like high volume, high quality content creator at Quinn. I think Quinn is a very unique company, right? Like it's literally audio. So you basically have the audio part of any video taken care of for the most part, right? Like you can use trending audios and stuff, but it's, it's a very unique company, right? Like you're an app, you're a website. Um, it's not the standard sort of you know, direct to consumer company that's marketing through TikTok or social media. So, you know, personally, yeah. what have you taken away from this so far in your last, you know, year and a half, two years in this role? Um, and how do you see Quinn growing in the future? Wow. I think for me, you know, my personal motto has always been to be a person that learns to treat people like people. You know, we always hear the idea of treat people how you want to be treated and someday in middle school or freshman year of high school, be a person that learns to treat people like people with the emphasis on the word learn and being curious about others that are different from you has been my motto and has, you know, stayed my motto ever since then. I'm sure I heard it somewhere, some variation of it, but that specific motto has been what's stuck in my head ever since then. And I think what I've learned a lot is the power of people that was something through, you know, my years of activism work as well, I was able to see firsthand. And I think 
companies are also starting to see as well is people want real, they want raw, they want authentic, they want people to understand their struggles. And if you have a solution, they are all for it, but they are very, very smart and much smarter than people give them credit for, where they can see right through a company that has something that's over curated, that's over edited, that's overstaged, and they look right through it and don't value it as much as something that they can tell the people on the other side of the camera really, really are putting their heart and soul into and believe what they're saying. So I guess for me, you know, like I said, I have zero intentions of leaving Quinn. I am excited to see Quinn in all of its glory in years and years and working with Oscar winners. You know, we've had originals with Jesse Williams, Tom Stoherty, Victoria Pedretti, and we have more already planned and in the works. Um, but, you know, expanding to Oscar winners, building that mainstream connectivity with Quinn, I think is something that I'm very, very excited to see as we continue to use our basis and our foundation of being a company of humans that are connecting humans with a product that is meaningful and high quality and giving them a positive experience and then continuing to take it more mainstream into the world. Because, you know, whether you're taking your content in via audio format, via visual format, via literary format, erotic content is something that has been here for generations. And we're very, very proud to make sure that we are doing our absolute best to give our users and give our community a space where they feel seen, where they feel heard, and they can access content that they can see themselves in, in a safe and meaningful way. Amazing, Brooke. Thank you so much for being on. Everyone, if you haven't gotten a chance to go and check out Quinn, go check out Quinn at Try Quinn on both Instagram and TikTok. You'll see Brooke's face on there plenty of times. So go check out their content. Give it a like, give it a save, send it to a friend. Brooke, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please give the show a follow and a rating. Also, follow As A Creator on Instagram at As A Creator so you can see when new episodes come out. See you guys next week.